You have heard it said that it is better to give than to receive. Yeah? And it seems like there's not much to argue with. And that hearing this and taking it to heart would result in positive, compassionate action. Might seem like that. But in the way that humans have of taking unequivocally good things and somehow twisting them into shapes that are, well, something less than good. Did I phrase that delicately enough? (laughs) In the way that we have of messing up and distorting seemingly positive things, I think that this phrase has sometimes led to very unhelpful attitudes. Let's backtrack a little. Where does this phrase come from? It sounds kind of biblical, right? But then a whole lot of folks think that the saying, God helps those who help themselves, is biblical, and it is nowhere to be found in the Hebrew or Christian scriptures or any other scriptures as far as I know. However, the phrase we are looking at, it is better to give than to receive, is found in the Christian scriptures. It is in a book called The Acts of the Apostles. The author of this book is recounting the words of the Apostle Paul to the people of Ephesus. And Paul, in this address, is remembering some words that were purportedly spoken by Jesus. He encourages the people to continue to support those in need, as Paul himself has done, while he was in Ephesus, and he says, I have given you this example, remembering the words of Jesus who said, it is better to give than to receive. Or in some translations, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Now that is the only place this teaching appears in the whole of the New Testament. It does not appear in any of the four Gospels that capture pretty much all of the rest of what we know as Jesus' teachings. It is not in the Sermon on the Mount. It is not the finale to one of Jesus' many parables. And this is the point in the sermon where I can hear my wife, Hanji, who has often heard my sermons before I give them. I can hear her say, I know you find that interesting. (laughs) And the reason I note it here is because some of the other teachings of Jesus, those that are in the Gospels, to me, provide a very different picture of giving and receiving. One much more akin to what Ram Dass and Paul Gorman described in the reading that Mary shared. Give, and it will be given to you, Jesus says in the Gospel of Luke, suggesting that there is no clear separation between giving and receiving, that they are bound up with one another. Because you see, the problem with this teaching, it is better to give than to receive, is that it sets up a strict dichotomy. You are either giving or you are receiving, and one of them is clearly better or more blessed. 
And so it is just a small jump from it is better to give than to receive, just a short hop from there to I am better as I am giving than you are in receiving. See how that works? I think it is mostly unintentional, of course, subliminal, yet powerful nonetheless, and it works just as powerfully in the other direction. I, in receiving, am less than. I am inferior to you who is giving. Author, lecturer, and researcher Brene Brown, who studies courage, vulnerability, empathy, and shame, says this, when you think less of yourself for needing help, whether you're conscious of it or not, when you offer help to someone, you think less of them too. If you judge yourself for needing help, you will also judge others for needing your help. A common thread that runs across almost all of my experiences with individuals who our congregation has helped with the discretionary fund, they all say something like, I never wanted to have to ask for help like this. Just happened this morning, in fact. I don't like having to ask for help. I'm sorry to be in this position of having to ask for help from you. And even I'm not the kind of person that asks for help. I remember one person stating clearly, this is hard for me. I'm a giver, not a taker. And listen, on one level, I completely understand this. Asking for help puts me in a very vulnerable place. Everyone, all of us, would like to be responsible for ourselves and our lives to have the resources and be provided with the opportunities that would allow us, through our own efforts, to provide for them ourselves. But this is what bothers me that we as a culture have made asking for help a shameful thing. That this feeling is so deeply ingrained in most all of us that we can say things like, I'm not the kind of person that asks for help. As if that is a worthy goal. That we imagine that we can be givers, not takers, givers, not receivers. In so doing, we have made giving help praiseworthy even while we unintentionally shame those who need help. The people in need who come to us are beautifully generous and they offer to pay the fund back when they get on their feet or to work around the congregation, anything we need done. And I say, when you have the opportunity, pay it forward. Help someone else because the truth is we all need help. We all need help. That is the truth. And there are not two distinct and separate groups of people, givers and receivers. We are all giving and receiving all the time. It comes with being alive. The question is, how can I come to greater awareness about what I am giving out to the world? 
How can I direct it in kind and helpful ways? And another question is, how can I acknowledge all that I am being given and receive it gracefully, even the hard stuff, and with deep gratitude for all that sustains and enriches my life? You have heard it said that it is better to give than to receive, but I say to you, they are both necessary, natural, sacred. It is like breathing. And if it is like breathing, let's do a quick exercise. Receiving is like inhaling, right? And giving is like exhaling. And since it is better to give, everyone exhale. Everyone. And it is better to give, so exhale a little more. And it is better to give, so exhale a little more. Okay, inhale, everyone, before anyone hurts themselves. But you can see now where the dichotomy falls short. Exhaling is not better than inhaling. They are both part of breathing, both vital to sustaining life, both part of a natural rhythm to which we all move. Hearkening back to the reading, it is not more blessed to give. What's real is the helping, the process in which we're all blessed according to our needs and our place at the moment. How much we can get back in giving, exclaim Ram Das and Paul Gorman. How much we can offer in the way we receive. Knowing that it is not shameful but natural to receive. But even giving and receiving now seem artificial. Where does one begin, the other end? They seem to be happening simultaneously, indeed. In her book, Start Where You Are, Buddhist teacher Pima Chodron writes, What you do for yourself, any gesture of kindness, any gesture of gentleness, any gesture of honesty and clear seeing toward yourself will affect how you experience the world. What you do for yourself, you're doing for others. And what you do for others you're doing for yourself. There are not people who need help and people who don't. There are only people. And we, the people, by our very nature, need help. All of us need all of us. Different kinds of help at different times, but we all need help, and we need not be ashamed of that. When the late Kurt Vonnegut at 81 began to ask his children what life was all about, his son Mark replied, Father, we are here to help each other through this thing, whatever it is. I have to say that's a pretty good soundbite, Vonnegut concluded. It is. It seems a humble enough task, and yet it's profound in its ramifications. We are here to help each other get through this thing, whatever it is. 
How can I help? How can we help? And further, how am I being helped? How am I acknowledging that and graciously receiving it? And what help do I need? And how can I ask with the full recognition that I need not be ashamed to do so? And I know that we want to help and we don't wish to shame people who need help. And I know we all want to give from the deepest wells of generosity in our beings, both within and beyond our congregational life. We want to give from the deepest wells of generosity in our being, not so that we can feel superior or be more blessed, but in recognition of that which connects us all. Everything is connected, as Janet was saying. We are connected to everything. What was that, blobfish? And <laughs> We need help. We offer help. We need help. We offer help. The natural rhythm of existence. Let us be reminded of the many things that are freely shared with us and that we freely share with others, may we lean into generosity shared from the heart. So it is, and so may it be.